Hello, everybody. I'm Sophie. And I'm Gemma. And this is True Crime Say What, the show where I know what I'm talking about. And I'm just here for the ride. All right. Well, this is part two of our episode on Israel Keys. For everybody else, it's been a week, but for Gemma, it has only been a day. So, yes. How have you been holding up on waiting? I've been okay. I did tell mom all about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mom, mom, come here. I gotta, I gotta dump yeah. on you real quick. Well, she wanted to know what case it was. So I just went for it. And she probably didn't know who it was, right? I don't think so, no. Yeah, no. Not a lot of people know about this case, which is weird because this case is crazy. I mean, yeah, I even I even tried to use Murder Kit Killer and she was like, nope, no clue. No idea. Yeah, um, we are going to jump right into this because I am seeing Spider-Man later this evening. Oh shit, what time? 9.40. Nice. Yeah, it, it's only about I need... 6. You need... I need to see it. You need to see it, yes, yes. I, I, I need to you. see it. How much you need to see it after I see it. Spider-Man. Speedy-Man? But anyways, let's go ahead and get into this. When we left off, Israel Keys had talked about what he did to Samantha, what he did to his first victim that he actually let go. And now he's going to tell us about two bodies and one name. So let's go ahead and start with those. Why only one name? Well, they may or may not be related. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Bill and Lorraine Courier were a quiet older couple. Lorraine was 51 years old and Bill was 60 years old. Both of them lived in Essex, Vermont, which if you'll remember, he said he needed a map of Vermont. Yeah, it was a certain area of Vermont, though. Burlington, Vermont. They both worked for the University of Vermont, actually. Uh, Bill was a caretaker for animals. And Lorraine worked at the medical center at the school, so like the clinic. On June 9th, 2011, so this is a couple months before Samantha went missing... The couriers okay. failed to show up to their jobs. Co-workers tried to contact Bill's family to see if anyone knew where Bill and Lorraine were, and none of them could say anything. No one knew where they were at all. And mm -hmm. they were known as, like, not the type of people to not not show up and not call in, and plus it's both of them, so... Yeah, right. Like, that seems a little bit sus. Mm-hmm. And so all of their friends and co-workers and family who had been notified were all panicked and just frantically looking for them. When the house was searched by police, the only thing that they found disturbed was um, the window to the garage door. So they had a situation where he would open the garage and, you know, the door to get into the garage and from the house that, that had yeah. like a glass screen on it okay so that window was broken uh lorraine's 48 caliber handgun was missing 
and the phone lines were cut. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot of bad signs. That that is a lot of bad signs, but it's also not a lot to go off of. True. The only sign of struggle was the broken window. Yeah, I mean, and that's not even struggle. That's just a break in. Exactly. The car was not at the house. It was actually found a couple miles away. That was weird, but there was also nothing that was found inside the car. They literally just disappeared off the face of the earth. Okay, then. But eight months later, Keyes made his confession. The police in Vermont were notified of Keyes' confession, and this was over 4,000 miles away from his home in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah, so this man really likes to go places. I mean, I I guess that's sort of the point. Like, yeah, he's all spread out. your home base, Alaska, mm-hmm. and then just... Just it, uh, everywhere is 3,000 miles or more, so... Exactly. He can't be connected to them. Except he was, but... Except, well, only <laughs> by confessing. Only by his confession, though. Mm-hmm. He said that the month of June, he had found the house of Bill and Lorraine, and he was kind of staking it out for a couple days. He was visiting Vermont for the sole purpose of committing a murder. All right. Yep. We'll see why in just a minute. But he was staking out the place. He saw that they were an older couple. They had no dog, no kids, and there was a car parked outside. So he thought, okay, it would be easy to get in and out quickly, which was his whole goal. He said he even observed the backyard And, like, there was nothing really in it. So he's like, okay, so they probably don't have, like, grandkids or anything like that. That would be staying over. And Mm -hmm. he was correct, because Bill and Lorraine were the only two people in that house. Keyes said he cut the phone lines around 10 p.m. and then waited for an hour or two for everyone in the neighborhood to kind of go to bed. So did he, sorry, did he cut the phone lines in the whole neighborhood or just their house? Just their house. I guess that wouldn't make. Oh, okay. Because, you know, can't call for help. Well, yeah, but that's why I was asking is because, like, if any neighbor saw or heard anything, they could. Yeah, that's very true. But also, um, he really didn't expect to make a lot of noise. He's like, I got this. It's like a cocky type of thing. All right. And apparently he did have it because it went unsolved for eight months until he made his own confession. (laughs) Yeah. So he gained access to the house via a wall fan that was actually sticking out, and he could, like, kind of kick it in, and, like, there was a little hole, and he just kind of slithered in there, like the little slimy effer he is. Mm -hmm. He then picked up a crowbar that he found in the garage and broke the glass. He said he got to the bedroom super quickly. It took him about, like, five to six seconds and he completely caught his victims by surprise, uh, which is exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, at this point in his confession, he actually laughed and he said, people never expect this thing to happen, this kind of stuff to happen to them. Sir, did you really have to rub salt in the wound? Yeah. That, mm, <laughs> like, of mm-hmm. course, they didn't expect this to happen to them. Yeah, they were like asleep. 
and all of a sudden there's a man. Like they're an old married couple chilling in their house. Should should they have expected it? No. No. Creepy, but yeah. Um, stay safe, guys. Get you a security camera or like a little door chime. A security system. Yes. He said he immediately made sure that they knew who was in charge by tying them up. And also, he he did enter the house with a gun. I forgot to mention that. He did enter the house armed and was like, like they had no choice but to go with him, really. He actually took them to their own car. He he drove their car because he didn't want to have any identifying vehicles there. Okay. Yeah. And he drove them to an abandoned farmhouse that he had also found a couple days prior. And was like, that would be a great place to murder someone. Jeez. I know. It's really messed up. Yeah. He first took Bill out of the car when they arrived. And he took him downstairs and tied him to a chair that he had already set out. And he just kind of left Lorraine in the car. And actually, when he got back to the car, Lorraine had untied herself and was running away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Girl boss. Yeah, so... Oh, we'll go on. (laughs) What were you gonna say? Um, Well, it started with unfortunately... It did. The next sentence no. did start, unfortunately. I think you've answered my question. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he was able to tackle her back down to the ground and tied her back up. He said the whole time that she was fighting and that she was one of the best fighters he's ever seen. So she was not going quietly. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to say, like, good for her. But, like, good for her. But, like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say good for her, because at least she went out fighting. Yeah, that that's what I was trying to say, but I thought just saying good for her would be a little. She was like, hell no, I'm not going to take this lying down, and she didn't. Yeah. So. Keys brought her into the farmhouse and did sexually assault her. Bill actually had to hear the whole thing while he was downstairs tied to his chair. And he was... Yeah, I can only imagine what that does. Yeah, like, your wife. Your wife, you're defenseless. You want to protect her. It's just... Mm -hmm. Yeah. After Keyes was done sexually assaulting Lorraine, he strangled her to death, and then he shot Bill. He told authorities that they were both in trash bags in the basement. Of the basement Uh, of the farmhouse. Yeah, the basement of the farmhouse. So where Bill was originally taken. So they've just been there for eight months? Yeah. So they went to go check, and um, the farmhouse was gone. I'm sorry, um, I was drinking water, and, <laughs> I, um, what? Yeah, um. I choked they, for a sec there, because what? It had been demolished. Okay. 
Yeah, so apparently the house was like a place for squatters. And so the local government was like, yeah, we're going to get rid of this house. And so they tore it down. And when authorities got there, they were like, ah! Yeah. (laughs) Understandably. Um, They brought in some dogs and they did alert towards the basement which was letting the officers know that yes there had been human remains in there long enough for the dogs to pick up that scent unfortunately they could not find anything in the rubble of the house they actually conducted a 12-week search at the local landfill and they searched over 10,000 tons of trash Wow. Yeah. There was just like a whole department that their job for 12 weeks was to look through trash for anything that could have been human remains. What a job. Yeah. Um, sounds great. Uh-huh. But obviously you want to find them because the family wanted closure and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to find anything. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge landfill. You can search. I'm not for- surprised because of how long it's been, but I don't know. Like, they searched through a lot. So, after Keyes gave details to his murder, he shared one of his more shocking details to authorities. So, you know how I said Keyes went to Vermont for the sole purpose of committing a murder? Committing a murder? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He often did this, and he actually placed in the ground, buried, boxes or stashes with weapons, cleaning devices, devices that would help restrain someone, all over America. So what he would do is he would go visit a place, and he'd be like, I'd like to commit a murder here. So he'd gather things. A couple examples of things that could be in these kits were um, guns, duct tape, shovels, Drano, cleaning chemicals, and rope. Wow. My mouth was open for, like, that whole explanation. Because mm-hmm. what? Yeah. He, he w- did what? Yeah. So he would collect all those things. He would put them in a little box. And then he would dig a hole in the ground and bury it for later use. Wow. That is literally unheard of. I think I've said wow about ten times. Yep. Because It's been like ten minutes. Five minutes. I don't know time, but... Either way, um, he would do that. And he would actually leave these for months on end, sometimes even years. Just knowing where the location is that he's going to commit one of his murders. That's horrible. There were up to 12 kids stashed around the country, and a lot of them actually haven't been located. That's, that's, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, can we, can, can we get on that? Okay, uh, why don't you go dig up the entirety of the United States? I will. Out of yeah. spite. Out of spite. <laughs> Gotta find these man this man's kids. hmm But yeah, that that is where he got his name. Which The Murder Kit Killer. Nice. Yes. 
not nice, but <laughs> not great. But you know, <laughs> but I mean, uh, it's catchy. <laughs> when he described this, he described you know, as a child, you always want to find buried treasure. I just made oh, my own. Off. Oh my god. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Someone keep a tally. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> that man. Oof. Insanity. But Keyes actually left a box in the Burlington, Essex area in 2009. So that box sat for two years. Before he found his victims? Before, well, he doesn't really find his victims. He just goes for a time frame. He gets there and he's like, okay, I have my supplies. Who am I going to hit? Yeah, that's all I meant. I found. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to pin down his victims because he doesn't have a, a victim profile. But, oh, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Ted Bundy only went after girls. Right. With he he doesn't have, there's literally hair. no connection. He just... Yeah. He just likes to kill. Yeah. Like, Samantha was 18 and these people were 50, 60. Yeah, that is not, not connected in the slightest. Yeah, and they're all over the place, so they could be thousands mm -hmm. of miles apart. Yeah. And the worst part is, he could fly somewhere and then he would drive, like, a couple more thousand miles. And commit a murder there, and then drive back to the airport. So, like, we- mm -hmm. his radius is so huge. Yeah. Well, after he confessed about the murder of Bill and Lorraine, a news leak from the police department actually happens. So, all these news stations were saying Keyes' names and connecting him to the Vermont case, which, if you oh, remember- God is against Key's animosity condition yeah. that he said he yeah. would only talk if no news got out. Which, you know, at the end of the day, we were going to figure out about this man. Yeah. I could get why he doesn't want his daughter to see it, but, like, you did it. Live with the consequences. Like, eventually his daughter was going to find out. Yeah, and, like... You were How doing is he it. gonna explain, like, I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. But I didn't do anything bad, don't worry. Like, but, like, it was fine. I, I just, um, I just laundered some money. Yeah, like, it's okay. Just tax fraud. Don't worry. Life, though. So, the police officers and FBI agents kind of, like, scrambled to uh, do damage control because they were afraid that Keys was gonna, like, completely shut down. Yeah, They kind of had to build that trust up again because when they would bring him in, he would be really hostile towards them now and like just be like, well, what am I doing this for? Because you didn't keep one of my conditions and I just want to die. So if you're not going to kill me, then, <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, how did he expect it to like stay under wraps? I don't know. And, and and it wasn't even them. It was a leak, right? Yeah. So... He, he's very naive about how things work sometimes. So, like, he thinks the death penalty, he's going to get that and then he's going to die. But, like, that's not how the death penalty really works. Yeah. At all. They kind of use that 
Um, I I mean, I guess that sort of makes sense because of the way it was brought up. So that, yeah, definitely. It would he also would... make sense that he does not understand the news. <laughs> yeah. Say hey, why is it out here, bro? Yeah, like because you killed dude, a bunch of people. <laughs> they were gonna find out, man. <laughs> Stop killing people, and then you won't be on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, one so- thing that he did say that I thought was quite funny because it relates to us was um, the more my name gets out there, the more likely someone is going to try to do some stupid true crime bullshit. So uh, this is for you. This one is for you. You piece of shit is for your keys. Die. Burn in hell. I said that last time, too. I said, die in hell instead of burn in hell. <laughs> this, mm, he's gross. I hate him. He's gross. Sorry yeah. if that rubs people the wrong way. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat how I talk about a literal serial killer. Yeah, I don't think you should. Yes. Uh, Keys basically felt there was nothing that FBI or police could offer him that he would go for. So their methods had to become a little more combative than they had in the past. In the past, they were kind of just trying to have the conversation going, like keep it calm, maybe give him a little more of the control so that he felt he could talk freely. But now they were having like yelling matches with him. At one point, Keys did say that he killed less than a dozen people. Okay, but like that could be 11. So Yeah, that, that could still be 11 people. And that is way too many. And again, we have no way to figure out those 11 people because his radius is so big and it's impossible to find them. There was one way to get keys, though. He did like the feeling of being in control. And so they kind of would play into his needs of like, okay, so do you want like a cigar? Do you want? blah 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 and every time he's going for these interrogations he gets to get out of his cell he gets to have privileges that he doesn't have he gets to talk to people so he is kind of leaning back into okay maybe i'll talk okay he's giving little bits of information again like he was before like hinting at things Uh, So little by little, they were able to get back on his good side with a lot of peanut butter Snickers bars. And I'm sure just as many cigars. Uh Uh-huh. So he would make like some side comments. He might talk about a location, maybe like a method of murder, but not all at once and not really enough to connect anything. So like he would be like talking. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I've been to this area. And uh, I like this method of killing people. And they were like, I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah. He did say that the year he moved to the Nia Bay, Washington area to start a family with his pregnant wife. Not wife, sorry. Girlfriend. They they never got married. That that marked the beginning of his uh, murder spree. Why? Because he moved? I, I guess he was like, I'm out of the army. I should start killing people for recreation now. I guess so, yeah. He says he killed his second and third victim within the next few months. And he said his second and third victim were actually a couple. And he killed the female first. 
and then he killed the male by hitting him repeatedly over the head with a shovel. Okay. And apparently this couple was just, like, out on a hike. Oh, God. That mm-hmm. sucks. After Keyes became a father, he realized that he had more responsibilities now, and he vowed to never target children after his daughter was born. Which, that's a little concerning to me. He didn't target children in the first place. But what if he did? I mean, and we don't fair. know about it. Oh, that's why it's concerning to me. Right. I'm like, sir, that that's a little that's a little sus. I don't like okay. hearing that. That's fair, because why did he point it out? Yeah, yeah. Why would he say that? So now we're looking for children, but not children after his daughter was born, and, like, everyone about... It's it's crazy. Yeah. Despite his career and dedication to fatherhood, he could not suppress those evil urges. Again, he said he was two different people, So one side of him was the father and respectable guy, good boss, good contractor. And the other one was the murderous monster that we're talking about right now. You know, that's... I just... that's ridiculous. (laughs) You are the... like, no. You are responsible for what you did. You're not two different people. You're living two different lives, but you're not two different people. Yes, there might be two different versions of the same person, but you are still 100% responsible for everything that you did. Mm -hmm. For sure. He said he was able to go to all these different places because he would give his girlfriend some different excuses. He'd be like, oh, I'm working a job over here, or oh, I'm visiting some old friends. But like, he never was. He was just murking some people. Yeah, I mean, like, and she never questioned it? I guess not. It seems like he travels so much. Well, okay, so he went from 2001 to 2012. Uh Uh-huh. So that's 11 years, and he would go, like, months without murdering someone. So his victims were very spread out, and everything was planned very, very strategically. Okay. There was a cool-down period. Yeah, there was a big cool-down period, and his delay of gratification was actually really impressive. Because a lot of times, people, when they're into murdering other people, they they just want to go, go, go. But mm-hmm. he was able to delay that gratification by probably looking forward to, okay, I have kids all across America. I'm going to do it. I will do it someday. True. But... He made sure that he planned everything, and he would specifically go to places where he didn't have any connection, so it made it even harder for them to track. So, like, he's not going to Oregon, where he lived for a little bit. Right. They could potentially find a location that Keyes was in and, like, be like, hey, that person went missing around that time. But it was so hard, because... You don't even know where he is half the time, because he could have drove. And there's way too many missing cases for that. Like, because this man has absolutely zero consistency with his victims. Yeah, and even if you find, like, one that fits, you can't, like, how would you connect them? 
like, how would you find a connection that, oh, yes, this man definitely talked to him? Yeah, like, it would, it would be impossible. He did tell them that there was one victim that he disposed of in Lake Crescent. Uh, that was about it. And that's a huge lake, so uh, can't search that whole thing. And I'm sure, like, so many bodies are in that lake, we would not know which one was his. And they did suspect that he had about eight victims, three of which were the confirmed ones, Samantha, Lorraine, and Bill. And then uh, that there were five in Washington, even though he only admitted to about three, I think. Okay. I I'm not totally sure why they were like, yes, five in Washington, but... Okay, yeah. I, I was gonna ask, like, that's kind of... <laughs> kind of seems specific, but... Uh, we will talk about one that he may or may not have committed. Okay. So, in 2009... Keyes said that he traveled to the East Coast to actually visit some family, and he had committed a homicide there. While visiting family. Lovely. Yeah. And his estranged family. So. Great. They were able to obtain Key's laptop that he used at that time, and they were kind of like looking through the searches to see if anything stood out to them, and they were able to find a name which was Deborah Feldman. Okay. Uh, she went missing around the time in the area, and her disappearance got very little media attention. Unfortunately, she was, like, this is, like, really sad to say, and I hate to say it, she was a sex worker, so a lot of times when people like that go missing, yeah, um, they don't get a lot of attention because like oh it's a dangerous job oh it's this and that which is just such bullshit yeah that's absolute bullshit mm -hmm. like no it's still a person i think you should look into it but her family she wasn't really connected with so they didn't really give a shit and then like the police department were like well no one's nagging us about it so we're not gonna care maybe she just up and left yeah that is messed up. So he didn't downright admit that he killed Deborah. So what they did instead is they presented him with a bunch of photos of missing people, and Deborah was in that lineup. Okay. So they just kind of like flipped through some photos, and Special Agent Godin said that when they got to Deborah's picture, his demeanor completely changed. Mm. Okay. And he got very defensive when they started asking him questions about it. They were like, have you seen this woman before? He was like, no, never. And they were like, oh, well, why is her name on your computer? And he said, well, it shouldn't be. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sir. <sighs> Bro. Yeah. Try again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he pretty much shut down and just got like really defensive. He was like, no. Clearly. And di didn't want to talk about it at all. Mm -hmm. They tried to bring it up in later interviews, and he just would not give them anything. Well, all right then. They pretty much connected Deborah to him, and they thought her to be the ninth victim. Okay. They obviously couldn't prove anything, but... Like, 
His location matches up and his searches are suspicious, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, especially if she didn't get a lot of media coverage, how yeah. would he know her name if he Exactly. Didn't... Like, there's no reason you should be doing that. That's why they were so, like, okay. Exactly. Okay. And I mean, if there was a reason, he would have been able to give one, so... They suspected that Deborah went missing April 9th, and he actually robbed a bank in New York two days later, April 11th. Robbed a bank? Yeah, he, he also liked doing that. He said that gave him a thrill, but like not as much of a thrill as like murdering people, you know? Alrighty. Yeah. Great person. He's great dude. Mm-hmm. Very much so. He was very careful when he was... In the line of questioning, he was really good at discerning whether or not he wanted to talk about something. He could see where an officer or someone was going with their questioning, and he would give answers based on that. He'd be like, okay, I'm going to steer away from that subject. So Mm -hmm. that was another reason that they just couldn't get any of his victims pinned down. Gotcha. Because, I mean, I guess this man is in a position where it's like, There's no way they can find my victims. I don't have to give them anything. Yeah, he doesn't have to give them shit, which... Which absolutely sucks, but... It's awful. Through 2009 to 2012, his crimes kind of became a lot more frequent. So, like I said before, he was able to hold himself off for a while in the beginning, and then it seemed towards the end, he became a lot more frenzied. Through 2009 to 2012, his crimes became a lot more frequent. I said before that he could hold himself off for quite some time. It doesn't seem like he was doing great with that towards the end of his spree. Mm -hmm. And he started stalking people a lot closer to home. I mean, if he committed like five murders in Washington, that's pretty close. Yes, but then he like was like, okay, I gotta go further out so that I don't get connected to this. Okay, and yeah. then towards the end, he was like, okay, no, I can't do it anymore. I gotta okay. do it now. So he actually found a couple that were just hanging out at an anchorage park, and he was like, you know what, I would like to do. I would like to shoot those people. Huh. Uh huh. Why? When asked why he picked them, like, why those people? He said, I didn't. I just wanted to shoot someone, and they were there. Oh, I think yeah. this calls for a wow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyone got the counter going? Take a shot. I'm going to guess 12. <laughs> Thankfully, there were two police officers that happened to pull into the parking lot right as he was like getting ready, like hyping himself up. And so he was like, okay. I guess I shouldn't shoot people in the presence of police officers. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, and then he just kind of went back home. Okay. So that kind of was a change in his M.O. that he had been working through since um, those murders in Washington. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, not staying random to location or to victims anymore. Oh. Yeah, so in the early days, he said he kind of tried to go for people who wouldn't be missed, but, like, it didn't really matter to him. 
But now, after killing the couriers, he saw that a lot of people cared about them, and he kind of got off on that. He liked seeing all the publicity about it. Jeez. And, like, the manhunt of, like, we have no idea what's going on here. So he really liked that. Which, like, sucks to suck, bro, because that's how you got caught. He started to become a lot more frenzied at the end. And he made some mistakes, which his biggest mistake was that ATM. That was a huge risk, taking her card. Even if it was all across America, that card can be tracked, dude. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he was wearing disguises, but, like, he left his vehicle in view of one of the cameras, so that that's how they were able to peg him. Yeah. Despite having no contact with his family, he actually reached out after not talking to them for years and uh, went to his sister's wedding. What? Yeah. Oh, God. I only bring up this wedding because he had an intoxicated blowout outburst while there he started rambling on and on about how he was not living up to his parents standards and he was a fraud and he was just playing the part of an average joe and nobody really knows the real him which yeah if you're murdering people i don't think anyone in their right mind knows that and still hangs out with you yeah for real the fbi actually had reason to believe that he had one more victim after he killed samantha okay yeah he said usually he had a cool down period but after samantha he felt like really amped up and he wanted to commit another one right away jeez dude And he went all across the United States, so there's a couple-week period where he could have committed some type of crime. Well, some type of crime. He could have murdered somebody. Murder. It it would have been a murder. It it would have been murder. Yeah. Where he could have murdered somebody and just kind of left him there, or... That's horrible. Yeah, and... We pretty much had no idea where he was, unless he was pinging those ATMs. We don't know who the last victim is, right? Yeah, no, we have no idea. Or even where? No, because it could be anywhere between Alaska to Arizona to New Mexico to Texas. Yeah, okay. And all the fun places in between. Mm. He kind of committed a murder in Canada. I don't know, bro. That is true, actually. But I mean, if he was flying to the U.S., probably not. No. I don't think he'd bother flying into Canada. No. On November 30th, 2012, they were able to get keys to agree to help them locate some of the kill kits that were located across America. All right. Let's get on. Exactly. So what they were doing is they were using Google Maps and a video drone. So he would point out the location and then he would be able to control the drone. Now, that might sound like a lot of uh, privilege that this horrible, horrible human being gets, but it's pretty much the only way they got him to agree to this deal because they gave him so much control. Okay, I see. That's what he thrived off of. He liked being controlled. Yeah. He liked doing all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I see 
I don't I also don't think that's an issue that like he was the one controlling the drone because he's the one who knows where it is. That is fair, yeah. There's only so much instructions can do, especially if this shit is buried in the ground. Yeah. Like, you, and it's probably in a little box that would be so hard to find if not dug up by the original person who put it there. Exactly. That that would be true. This was also probably appealing to him because this was going to be, like, the only way he would be able to relive the good old days. Oh. I hate even saying that, but yeah, that's I probably mean, one of the reasons he agreed to it. It's it's a good point. Two days after agreeing to this deal, on December second, two thousand twelve, it was found that Israel Keys had committed suicide in his cell. Oh no, no, what? Yeah. Wow. How? He wanted to get out of here, so right, he but, did. But how? how? They knew he wanted to die, and they weren't watching him every month? Yeah, uh, well, he used a disposable razor that he had embedded into a pencil to slit his wrists. Oh my god. The staff at the Anchorage Correctional Complex has refused to release how he got the razor. Which, yeah, like, what? I'm assuming they refused to release that because it was their fuck-up. It was definitely their razor, so... Guys. Guys. You know this I'm... man wants to yeah. die so bad. <laughs> Why would you give him sharp things? Yeah, they probably, like... I don't know. He probably got a hold of a razor to obviously shave and then just disassembled it and kept it for himself. Yeah, but like, watch him, please. Right? He left a note by his bedside, and um, I would read you some of the note, but it is pretty much gibberish, and it's awful. It's poetry that is written reminiscing about all the people he killed. Oh my god. Yep. Poetry. He's like, yes, I loved it. Gross, man. Yeah, he's the worst. Mm -hmm. A lot of law enforcement were really frustrated by this, obviously. But not only because they weren't able to find the rest of the kill kits and stuff like that, but because this was his way of winning. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll help you out. Oh, just kidding. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made his own death penalty. God damn it. I, I hate, hate when cases like this happen. Like, Ariel Castro, that man mm -hmm. spent, like, a couple months in jail. And then he was like, I can't take this. Which... Pussy. <sighs> yeah. Put on your big boy pants and serve your time. Mm-hmm. That's all the big boys about the people that we murder. It is believed that 11 victims can be attributed to Keys, so they are going for that high end of the spectrum of the under a dozen. Wait, did you say 11? Yes. <laughs> nice. I win. 
I what? mean, I mean because I predicted it, not because. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> oh no, that was just very bad timing, bro. Jesus. Yeah. So that is the case, the completed case of Israel Keys, aka the murder kit killer. Yep, that's that's all we got. Uh, like I said, a lot of his kits are still out there somewhere. So if you come across some buried treasure, as he would call it, please report it. Please. I'm going to make it my life purpose to find... Sorry, Eileen just stabbed me. Editing Sophie here, I uh, just want to let y'all know that Eileen is our cat. So that's why I'm about to laugh my ass off. <laughs> I just turned... Ooh. <laughs> Um, I don't think that was accurate to the noise at all, but I, I did go, but I mean, that's not what I heard, but uh, it might have Oh, just really? Been... Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's what I did. Well, thank you to everyone for listening. You can... F- Email us at truecrimesaywhat at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at truecrimesaywhat. There we will be posting evidence photos from this case and any other case that we cover. Go like and comment. Yeah. Go be like, I hate this man. He sucks. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.